Blog Talk Radio. again from Hermosa Beach, California. This is Blog Talk Radio, and this is basically 8CG Body for Life Talk Radio, and our goal is is to get everyone to get an 8CG Body for Life. Uh, we have a, a full show for you, a different show, actually, this time of the call. Um, once my my grandson's mom come, mom's come, comes home, we're gonna, my wife Jane's going to be joining us on the call, and she's going to be bringing a woman's perspective to uh, some of the questions that we have on the call. Um, I had, a, had a, one of the callers last week emailed me and said, hey, you know, actually I think she called me or emailed me and said, hey, it would really be nice if your wife was on the call. Um, for us, us women that may have some questions for her and, and ask her experience with the ACG diet because she's done the, the protocol a couple of times as well. And she has a unique input about it. Um, so I think it's going to be kind of interesting to have her share. This is my life partner and actually my inspiration for actually getting to where I am right now. I mean, you know, my wife, basically, when I met her, uh, and, and today she's in fantastic shape, and she was a um, fitness instructor and a spin instructor. If you know what that is, that's that stationary bike instructor and group exercise. And i never seen a woman that had – I never dated a woman that had a six-pack and, and and bigger legs than I did. <laughs> and uh, it was pretty amazing to see, but I was definitely in awe of her then and in awe of her today. And uh, so she has been my inspiration to to get back into shape and to stay in shape, and, and I thank her for that. So with that said, uh, today's show, we're going to do something different. Um, and what I chose to do today is basically – Take some real questions from some readers that I get, some emails I got off of Facebook, and some emails I've gotten over the last week or so, and basically read those questions and answer them because I feel they may answer some of the questions you guys may have. I know a lot of times we get down to the Q&A section of the call and it gets real quiet, and luckily last week we had someone who carried the call and, and had, a lot, had a lot of questions. We had a couple other people chime in. But it seems like people get really shy or they don't have any questions or they're afraid to ask a question because they think it's a dumb question. There really isn't any – I mean, I'm sure you've heard this before in grade school. I mean, there is no dumb questions. I mean, anything you don't know that you'd like to know, if I possess the answer, I'd like to give it to you. But there, lo and behold, I guarantee you there's somebody else out there that has that same question. So I figured by me reading some of these questions and, and answering them here live online on the show – that maybe we would actually get some, it would spark some questions of your own, or you could even elaborate on them and, and, t- and chime in uh, later in the call. So that's basically what we're going to do today. Um, you know, I was reading uh, something, a book that, that I love called The Science of Getting Rich, rich. and the reason why, reason why I love it so much because uh, Mr. Waddles talks about doing things a certain way and that if, if you do anything in life a certain way, you're guaranteed to get certain results. And basically the theory about getting rich that everyone who is wealthy in the world, they've done it a certain way, and they basically followed that same certain way that everyone else has done it to get to the same result. And it kind of made me tie that together with the ACG diet. I think the reason why the ACG protocol has, has, has such a high success rate and is so successful is because it demands that it's done a certain way. And that the fact that the ACG in your system reacts a certain way Way, that basically if you choose to deviate from that uh, that way, um, there's a price to pay. And that price is usually gaining some weight or your weight loss stopping. And there's some adverse effect that you get that is more painful than the cheating aspect or deviating. So it keeps people either on the path or they throw in the towel. And um, so I believe that that whole concept, that the reason why this whole, um, this whole weight loss protocol is so powerful is that we have to do it a certain way, but if you do it that certain way, if you follow the guidelines, that you're guaranteed to get that result. So it's ironic that, you know, if someone said that if you follow, if you follow my path for the next six weeks, uh, I guarantee you that you'll have a million dollars in the end of your, in your bank account in the six weeks. All you have to do is listen to what I tell you to do or read this 
book or listen to this tape or whatever the case may be and follow every, each and every step. And at the end of six weeks, you'll have a million dollars in your bank account. How many people do you think would actually follow the protocol to get that million dollars? Now, the first response would be everyone would say, shoot, I would do it. Everyone would do it. I'd do it. I'd do it. I'd do it. But there's something really interesting about the human brain that they figure that something, well, it can't be that simple. Well, there's got to be something to it. And all of a sudden we start going, well, what's it all about? What's the catch? And, and instead of just going, okay, all i got to do is do this and follow the instructions and get to the goal, then, then to get a million bucks, well, I'll do it. They always say, well, what if I do this? Or can I do that? Or, and it's just interesting that no one ever just says, tell me exactly what to do. I, I'll just follow it. Not, I should say no one, but most people don't. They say, I'll just follow it and get to the end result. So this is the same thing. This protocol is very, very simple. It was simply laid out for most people, but most of the questions and most of the problems that people have with the diet is asking the questions of what if and why can't I and can I do this and can I do that versus saying, yes, I'll do it. And for me, I think the reason why that was so successful in the beginning was the fact that I just basically said, Yes, I'll follow it because I didn't have any other. I didn't. I didn't want to. I wanted to lose the weight so bad that I basically followed it. So, with that, with that said, we're going to go ahead and go into some of the questions that some of the people have. And I'm going to put you on speakerphone because Jane is here, and hopefully this won't echo too much, and you guys will be able to hear both of us. And if for some reason you cannot hear us, those of you know how to raise your hand or. You know, let notify me some way that 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 is not coming through. Then we'll have to have her dial in um, and do it that way. But let's just try this for right now. All right. So hopefully you can still hear me um, on the call. You can still hear me, and uh, we're all good. So anyway, one of the questions that I had was from Caesar, and it says, "Mr. Watson, uh, will that hoodia increase my weight loss or put the?" Uh, or will it just act as an appetite suppressant? Um, and how do you handle, that's one question he had, and he goes, how do you handle thoughts of cheating on the diet? I'm losing a good amount of weight, but out of nowhere, I get serious urges to cheat. I don't want to, and I'm looking for advice on and how, and how to handle it. Um, first of all, my first response to Caesar was, you did the most powerful thing you could possibly do, and that's recognize that something's going on with you and to reach out for help. And that meant simply because you acknowledge it, you got present about it, and you realize what was going on with you, that would probably deter you from actually taking that step to cheat. But ultimately, this is what happens on this protocol, that many times uh, people, that your emotions are going to, something's going to spike your emotions, something's going to, we find that a lot of us are emotional eaters, and that basically, those triggers, those thoughts of cheating is basically your body, your subconscious mind trying to stay comfortable because once you start seeing yourself lose weight, the reality that, that guess what, I may actually reach my goal, believe it or not, can be exhilarating to some and scary for others. So basically, those, those thoughts that he was coming up with, he goes, I, don't, I really don't want to, but I want to, um, I want to cheat. Um, really meant that there was something on with him going, something was going on with him uh, emotionally. I don't know what that says. Stress. Oh, stress. So just try to mend that. Um, she said stress, okay. So bottom line is stress, you know, we men, we bring on more stress on ourselves than we probably should. But any of those things. So I thought the best thing that, that Caesar did was to reach out, acknowledge what was going on with him, ask for help, and just by me responding to him saying that, number one, you're conscious of it, that's the, that's the greatest thing. Number two, it's probably just your, your subconscious mind and, you know, telling, basically, um, you know, pushing against your comfort level, your comfort zone, but you've already solved the problem because you reached out. And if you continue to feel hungry, then if worse comes to worse, I say, give in, go ahead and do what you got to do, but just know that you're going to pay a price for that. And that price may be, considerable weight gain, you may stall your weight for three, four, five, sometimes even ten days, depending on how badly you do it. You're probably going to beat the heck out of yourself emotionally, which doesn't make it even better. And usually everyone that's ever cheated, that, that I got every feedback from, basically regretted, regretted their choice. But on the other hand, if, you, if you're really getting these feelings and they're coming in day in and day out, if you don't 
give into it even little, just a little bit, what happens is you completely self-destruct. You go on a mid, major binge that usually will put on all the weight, put back most of the weight you lost, and then you'll walk away from the table feeling really lousy about yourself. So with that said, first be conscious. Remember we talked about in my other calls, be present. Realize what's going on with you. Acknowledge it and reach out for help. Reach out for some sort of, some, some um, um, we call it support system if you have. One, if not, reach out to me like you did. And lastly, if you've got to do it, do it, but own it. Take responsibility for it. Get it out of your system and then get back on track. That's the best thing you can do is just get back on track. Know you may not lose weight for a couple of days, but the weight will start coming off again. And granted, you would have learned something very powerful from the, from the experience. Okay? Questions and answers after a question. Huh? Questions and answers? No, we have to open up because it, it drags on. So we're going to go on to all the questions. So if you have, if you're there someplace where you can write down, if it sparks a question for you, write it down. Because we're gonna, I'm going to go through all the questions quickly instead of opening the lines up for each one because it could drag the call out and we'll run out of time. So the next question was, um, uh, hey, Colin, how are you? Uh, so this is my third day on the very low-calorie diet. I feel very weak. I'm still hungry. Even after, I, even after a meal, um, it might, uh, maybe, maybe my HEG is fake. Tomorrow I'm going to mix another ampule of HEG and inject this one. If, I still make, if it still makes me feel hungry or weak, I guess I have to abort this diet. I hope, it really, I hope the symptoms really go away. This is, um, this, is, this is, I won't say this is a common one, but I've had this question several times before. And I really want to address it because it could be a number of different things, but I, I would bet $10 to a donut is, is one of the major things. Depending on how toxic you are, and which means depending on how poorly your eating habits were before you started this diet, depending on how high your, your uh, addiction is to sugar and preservatives, that once you start to detox, because it's basically you're going to be going through a detox phase for the first least week or so, your body is going to shut down, basically. It's going to basically, it's like, it's like, huh? You're going to have flu-like symptoms. You're going to have flu-like symptoms. You're going to feel like you're going through withdrawals. And that is not the HCG in your system. That is your body basically trying to get all this muck out of the way in order for you to, for this clean food, clean eating to take, take place. So throwing in the towel within the first week because you feel flu-like or feel ill or feel tired, you're basically, you're basically giving up before you really got a chance to get started. I mean, some of the other possibilities, that if in fact you don't have a high enough dosage of HCG, you could feel those same symptoms of being weak and lethargic. If you are still in the very first week, say that you are a person that's highly energetic or, or likes to exercise like Janie and myself and you push yourself too much, you can also simulate these same symptoms. But I'll, I'll pretty much guarantee that, um, that this is probably because the person is going through a major detox process. And that's why Kevin Trudeau and his version of the Simeon Protocol highly recommended doing the detoxing before you started the protocol because of these type of symptoms. Now, Janie did do the detox uh, before the protocol, to some degree, I did not. Um, I don't recall feeling the flu-like symptoms, but Janie did. <laughs> Let's speak up and tell them. Share your share your experience with them. I did. It was like the first um, three days, maybe even four days, and I was exhausted. I had no energy, just wanted to sleep, and I, it, it wasn't fun. So I knew for a fact that my body was detoxing because I love desserts and I love sugar. So. I kept going. Just pl keep plugging through. Yeah. I mean, you really got to give it a chance to do what it needs to do because for me, my energy level was off the charts, and I don't know why. And she was dragging for the first week, and my energy was off the charts, and we, we were like going, she, and why is it you know, reacting totally differently? But like you said, I mean, she, and she actually did somewhat of a cleanse beforehand, which I think stirred up a lot of uh, the stuff in her to, to get out. So it was, she, got, she got double slammed. So before you throw in the towel, um, another thing too, you know, this, this, this subject about the fake HCG, for two years now, I haven't found anybody that's ever really gotten the fake HCG. And this is my theory about it. I have no proof about it. This is my theory. 
HG, especially from the, you know, we're getting this HG from pharmacies that are outside of the country. To manufacture HCG out of the country, it, it costs them pennies. The price, the price point on, on HCG is extremely inexpensive if you look at the prices you're getting for versus getting it from your doctor in the States. Um, therefore, there really is no motivation, even though there's a, we live in a bootleg world, there really isn't any motivation for these pharmacies to deal with any of these countries that, that would sell um, fake HCG. So the, the only time I've ever seen a problem with an HCG that some manufacturers have sent out expired HCG, which had less potency, but it still wasn't completely useless. So the fact that if something's not working, um, don't go and mix another bottle of it right away <laughs> because you're basically, you know, throwing, like, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. You've got to give it a chance to see what other symptoms you have going on. And then if, if in fact, you were the rare occasion that you have a bad batch of HCG, I would definitely look at the expiration date on it. Um, but most cases, your ACG is not the problem. It's some other problem. So don't go mixing another vial or throwing it out like a lot of people want to do. i got a lot of people around the, around the world that can't afford this stuff, even at the low prices it is now. And throwing it away just kind of slaps them in the face because they would love to have your useless ACG, what you think is useless ACG. So with that said, please hold on to your ACG. Next question, uh, do I really need to purchase the hygiene kit in order to lose weight? on this protocol. Okay, this one is going to be a controversial response. And I say it's a controversial response because if you spend any time in the uh, HCG dieters forums, you have what I call the, uh, I don't know what I call it, I haven't coined the phrase yet, but the Dr. Simeonite, Dr. Simeonites, which are people who read the protocol have not, who not really have tested any of these, these answers, but because they hear the answers, just repeating the same mantra over and over again. I got to tell you, the very first time we did the protocol, we did, like I said, out of fear alone, we did everything possible. We did you know, organic deodorant and organic shampoo, and we looked at every label of everything, and if it had that certain chemicals in it, we didn't buy it. Didn't use it. And I don't, still don't think that's not a bad, that, that, that is a bad practice, but I just want to be practical and honest with you. And I also had some, some response from some doctors in Florida that are actually very big in using this protocol, and I'll give you their answers as well. Bottom line is that we did the protocol without using any of the any of the products that you normally use and lost a ton of weight. We did the protocol again using our products that we normally use and lost a ton of weight. Uh, apparently, there is no scientific basis to believe that if you use your makeup or you use your your normal oil-based products that you are going to thwart your weight loss. And the reason why I share this with you because, honestly, this can be the breaking point between a lot of people doing this diet and getting healthy over just ego alone, okay? Bottom line is I have people who go, I can't go without makeup or deodorant or cologne. So if that's what it takes, I'm not losing the weight because they have to go to work, and especially if you're in the workforce, if you're a woman in the workforce, I mean, walking around without your makeup on, without your face on, is not something that most people are willing to do. And therefore, they'll say, I'll find another way to lose weight. So I just want to let you know that, that um, it is not absolutely necessary for you to buy the, the hygiene products, which is an additional $70 expense, um, or not do the protocol because you don't want to um, go without using your products. And, and Jane, you use the same stuff, or you used whatever you want to use, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I got to tell you that in some cases, you know, we are you know, major advocates of this protocol as is, and in some cases we call ourselves the HCG rebels because we, we dare to test the envelope to see what works and what doesn't work so we can come back and give you some honest feedback, personal experience feedback, not just, you know, repeated rhetoric from from other people that really haven't tested it. I got to tell you that usually when someone is telling me that they, they've used a certain product and they're having some problems with their with their weight gain and they think it's because of their cologne or their makeup, when we really start dissecting, usually give, have them give me a detailed list of every single thing they've ingested or done or put on their system or put on their body. And usually it is a dietary error of some sort, not an external substance. So if you, if you want to be like we were in the very beginning, without a shadow of a doubt, take any risk whatsoever, then by all means, buy the, buy the hygiene kit, buy the, extra, you know, buy the organics, um, soaps and what have you, and do the protocol as designed. 
not telling you not to. All I'm saying is that if it's if it's a price point issue, if it's a financial issue, if it's something that's going if between you and or a, a, a vanity issue, or just you have to be on the, you have to look your best on the job. If you are a newscaster and you have to go to work every day, but you want to lose 30 pounds on the HG diet, and you're not going to do it because you don't want to go on air with makeup then I'm telling you, wear the makeup, <laughs> obviously, and do the diet. So I just wanted to share that with you because to a lot of people, money is tight, and just getting the, you know, the cash together to do this protocol is strenuous enough, and feeling afraid that if they do not do the protocol with the, without the hygiene kit that they're going to fail, I just want to help you out and let you know that's not the case, okay? All right, and that was, um, did I put down whose that question was from? Oh, well. Um, next question is, what happens if my cycle starts in the middle of my HD protocol, which means my, you guys call it Tom, period. Um, ant flow. Ant flow, Janie calls it ant flow. Happens in the middle of my protocol, um, what do I do? And I'm going to let Janie take the floor on this because she'll, she'll give you what, she, what, her, what her response is to that. The, the very first time that we did the protocol, the, the strict way we did the protocol, um, the very first time, uh, I started... Uh, no, I didn't start. I, I we went for 45, 46 days, and I definitely was on amp flow. Part of that, I have a tendency to gain anywhere from five to six pounds while I am on it. It's water weight. When I was on the ACG, did I gain the five or six pounds? No. But did I stabilize? Yeah. Or did I lose a quarter of a pound? Or a half a pound, and it was very aggravating. So you mean plateau. You mean plateau. Yeah, but well, I didn't really plateau because I would lose a quarter of a pound. Because if you plateau, then you're going to do an apple day. You're going to do steak day. And I have to say, I think I did steak day once, um, the very first time that we did it. This second time that we did it, um, a year later, year and a half later, I started uh, ant flow and started the HCG. So my body weight was up five, six pounds, which I guess isn't so bad because you're, you're heavier. It's water weight, but I was heavier, so it made, me, made my loss bigger. So you had bigger it, numbers. It was, it was fake, but it was bigger numbers. Then when I ended and I was on, starting my maintenance, I started again. But I didn't gain any weight. I just stayed solid because I was in my maintenance. I stayed solid or I maybe gained a half a pound. Never did I go above the two pounds that you're required to um, not gain, and if you do, you go on your apple or steak day. So it's up to you. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, I think it's an individual thing. If you are prone to going up in weight, your water weight, then you will probably stay plateau or maybe gain a little, just a little bit. But you're, you're not going to gain five pounds. You're not going to. And also, you didn't. Jane did not stop her shots. No. Uh, during her, Dr. Simmons' protocol said that you know, uh, the first three days of your of your of your um, cycle to stop your shots, and then to go on the fourth day. And you may be hungry on which is when you may be hungry on those days that you don't have your shots because usually the HG stays in your body for 48 to 72 hours and then it wears off. So if you go without a shot for the fourth or fifth day of your period, you're going to be extremely, extremely hungry on that 500-calorie diet. Um, she opted to not stop on both occasions, opted to not stop the shots. She didn't have any adverse problems mm -hmm. with the period. It didn't set her clock off, uh, you know, a month later. Like I said, it is personal choice. Some, the reason why I'm asking is because some people are very, very scared that, that, that the hormone level in, in the body with the ACG may cause some damage and problems. All I can say is that my 19-year-old my daughter did the protocol, did not stop. Uh, my 27-year-old, 26-year-old stepdaughter did not stop, and my wife did not stop. All had no adverse reaction. So... It's all individual. I'm just saying three people that are different ages, um, you know, from different, you know, different ages basically had, had, the same, had the same results. So, like I said, it's personal choice, but I at least want to know that that option is out there for those of you who are prone to not want to stop the injections. Um, if you want to stop the injections, like I said, I'm not advocating you, that, you know, you deviate from the original protocol if it does not make you comfortable. My only goal here, our only goal here is to tell you our experience in case it makes it easier for you to stay on the protocol. And that's what the goal is. The goal is, is that 
taking some of the fear factor out. I don't want to take all the fear factor because I think that's what makes this diet work if you really are on eggshells about what choices you have to make. But also I want to give you honest um, feedback and honest content and, and, and um, to what we personally experience or experience with people in our direct family. Now, everyone in our direct family that had any, any weight to lose, any abnormal fat to lose has done this protocol, and we basically have researched and, and, and documented their experience. Some of it we've done through video and some of it we've done through written, um, just so we have some basis for the information that we're giving you. So I just want to let you know that every, every information every I'm giving you is either personal experience or from close uh, personal um, experience. And, and I just want to say one more thing because when I, I am uh, a week before Aunt Flo visits, I hate her, um, she, I uh, get hungry. I don't know if anybody else does that, but I get really hungry and I get cravings. Chocolate, I love chocolate. When you're on that protocol, the first three weeks where you only have that 500 calorie um, intake, you, what I did is I added more lettuce and, or I added more onion or more um, tomato in my salad. So I made my salad bigger and that seemed to help. Um, when you're on maintenance, oh gosh, I created a chocolate tofu um, dessert that is no sugar and all protein. It's wonderful. Yes, it is. So I, I am a dessert um, hoe. I, I love desserts. Love desserts. So hopefully if you choose, you can get a dessert menu or, or recipes because we are more than welcome to, to give them to you. Yeah, actually those desserts and all those desserts that she's created, the sugar-free desserts, the high-protein desserts, I mean, it's kind of crazy. They are protein we put in the new book coming out. And the goal is, is really it, with that book was to, to figure out a way to walk people through this process so you're not intimidated, you're not afraid, you got somebody holding your hand, it's like a look over my shoulder experience, um, but basically so we can help you get this protocol done in the comfort of your own home because the goal is, like I said, I told you from the very beginning when I started this journey that 10, 000, I wanted to touch 10,000 lives this year and, and with that just ask you to pay it forward to whoever comes across your path that needs the help and support and by doing that we can reach a million people and help change lives and get people healthy. So we're going to use whatever venue we can, including this radio show and the, play, the replays of this radio show and the blogs and the emails and the book, whatever it takes to help reach that goal. So I appreciate you being here on the call. Let's go to another question here. Um, let's see. What happens if okay. Uh, Colin, uh, I finished my maintenance phase successfully. I'm a veg. This one was a tough one. I'm a vegetarian, and I did the egg and tofu for the protein. What to eat and want what eat, want to eat more protein? Um, what exercises do you recommend during phase during the phases, and for how long? And if I gain more than two pounds, then what do I do? This was a really tough question. I really thought twice about putting it on it because I wasn't sure if I could give a real articulate answer to it. I mean, this was a guy that, for religious religious beliefs, actually is a uh, how you call it a something vegan, something pseudo pseudo vegan, but he actually, because he wanted to lose the weight, he actually followed the protocol with tofu and with eggs, but also did eat chicken and and the vegetables and did it because he wanted to lose the weight and uh, basically wanted to, now he's once he's off the protocol wants to figure out what he what he should do and also about the exercise what we talked about last week. So the reason why I wanted to address this is more so for the fact that. You can tell the highly motivated people that are willing to do whatever it takes to get the results they need to get. And I can tell you that because of the, you know, the desserts that Janie has made with the tofu, I'm not a real big tofu fan, but I tell you, I, I wasn't, and now I am, because I didn't know tofu is one of those things that you can actually... It takes on the flavor it, of whatever you're cooking it with. Yeah, it takes on the flavor for whatever you're cooking it with. So if you're cooking it with onions and garlic, it becomes a protein source with onions and garlic, but if you're mixing it with you know, uh, raw cocoa and stevia, it becomes chocolate. I mean, it's pretty amazing stuff, and it's very high in protein, along with the egg sources... Um, so, as far as the vegetarian aspect, vegetarians have basically can create a very high protein diet through their vegetables and the spinach, and a lot of the greens actually have a high high potency of of, of uh, protein in them. Um, so I really don't think I think his vegetarian diet will do well, um, and it doesn't limit. But it does also also has a lot of starches in it uh, when you go to the veg the vegetables like the potatoes and the and the rice. 
Um, I didn't do the. I did. It, I the second time that I did it, I did uh, raw. I did it raw. Um, I ate raw for about four months straight. And raw. I don't know if anybody doesn't know what raw is. Raw is you do not heat your food. You take it straight from the produce section. It's it's strictly vegetables. Um, there's no eggs. N nothing like that. It's strictly vegetables. You just smoothies and, and, the, I'm in, I drank most yeah. of my meals, but um, I did it. And you get your protein from spinach and other vegetables. Kale. And it, it a kale. It's yeah. very good. Very good. So it's it's conceivable. Right. And the exercise regimen we talked about last week. If you were on the call, you can play it back through your iTunes, what have you. But we basically introduced a very high level of what we call HIIT, high intensity interval training with our AGG protocol, and that really helped us build a lot of muscle and help with the transition and the transformation of the body. Um, as you know, women you know, women tend to lose less uh, fat than men on this protocol, and it's mainly because women carry a high level of fat, higher level of fat, but also because men normally have more muscle tone, and more muscle burns more muscle mass, and they burn, which burns more fat. So by implementing an exercise regimen, which is still, once again, contrary to the overall belief system of the Simeon Protocol, and I should say, I say to the people that are talking about the Simeon Protocol, but as you were on my call last week, I actually read what Dr. Simeon said about exercise, and he said overexertion would cause weight gain through holding on to fluid, but basically did not poo-poo exercise as a whole. So we tested it to see if by doing high-intensity training for 15 to, 15 to 30 minutes at the most, uh, if it would cause us to gain weight. In most cases, we did not gain weight. Some days, some days we lost. We didn't lose as much weight, but we still lost. But then two days later, whatever water weight that was being held back was released from the body, and we'd get bigger numbers in a couple of days. So, but it did help with burning more fat. And as you can see between the before and after photos, we definitely had a lot more muscle mass. So We maintained. It's not like you're creating muscle mass while True. you're doing the protocol. True. You maintain it. And if you are starting this protocol and you're, you're fairly active, stay, stay at doing what you're doing. Um, we ran and we lifted, and I stayed doing what I was doing, and it just maintained my muscle mass. If you're doing this and you've never exercised a day in your life and you decide, oh, I'm going to go take an aerobics class and I'm going to do it for 30 minutes, don't. Don't. <laughs> yeah. Don't. It's like being pregnant and your OBGYN says, you know what, don't take up a new sport just because you're pregnant. So don't take up a new sport. Don't take up a new activity. Don't, don't do that if you start this protocol. But do, if you feel good, do what you've been doing while you're on it. Or gradually start moving into the movement aspect by walking, right. and then as you feel better or stronger, you can move it up, step it up to a, a little bit more intense exercise. If you feel like it. Right. Listen to your body, which was the, you know, the conversation tone from last week. You've got to listen to your body. Your body will tell you exactly what you need to do and what you don't need to do. Um, going on to the next question, um, this is from VJ. It said, Ava asks, uh, no, sorry, this is not from VJ. The other previous question was from VJ. Thank you about the vegetarian. This one, Ava asks, um, how many times uh, do you inject ACG? I read uh, that you should take vitamin, vitamins before, during, before and during the diet. And in other sites, they say uh, vitamin B12, uh, sublingual, and potassium. They say it helps with hunger and with body and will fill you and make your body feel better. Um, this is a really good question. Um, it may seem obvious to some, but the difference between the sublingual ACG and injections is the injections is, is you only have to do it once a day. It's once every 24 hours around the same exact time you take the shot. You take your shot, you go about your day. Sublingual, you have to take, the, you have to take it sometimes twice, definitely twice, but sometimes three times depending on your dosage that you're, that you're using. Most sublingual uh, ACG mixtures you'll find will require uh, vitamin, liquid vitamin B12 as a part of the catalyst that you use on your tongue in order to put the ACG into your body. Um, I have personal experience with vitamin B and without vitamin B12, and I, I, I do, my personal opinion is that the vitamin B12 does help with the, with the uh, weight loss and also does help with your energy level. Um, now, if you can't get vitamin B shots, uh, which you actually can't order from the same pharmacy that you're ordering ATG from, but if you can't get it for some reason, then the sublingual or oral vitamin B, which you put on your tongue, 
Um, it's called methyl B12. You put it on your tongue, works just as well. It's just an oral, oral way of in, inducing it in, under your tongue, even if you're taking injections, and it does help with your energy level, also with your weight loss and releasing of water. Um, so I do recommend adding B12. A lot of the clinics you'll find that I've had people that said they've gone to clinics and got, you know, gotten their needles in the mail, you know, filled, pre-filled, and their ACG is pink, and they wonder why it's pink, and the reason why it's pink because it's mixed with vitamin B12. Because vitamin B12 is like a cranberry color. So that's a very good question. So yes, take vitamins um, before, during, and after. If you, uh, uh, and also infuse vitamin B12 into your, into your, along with some other supplements that we've recommended on our site. And uh, I think you'll, your energy levels will feel a little bit better, and you'll also get some better results. Um, let's see. Carlos asked, and we had a lot of phase two questions, which obviously that makes sense because that's where you're losing all the weight. <laughs> so a lot of these questions are around phase two, but like I said, there is no dumb question. So I didn't rule something out because I obviously knew the answer because I can't assume that you know the answer. Um, so Carlos asked, basically, um, I had an HCG med specialist tell me that injecting my stomach fat, injecting my stomach fat, not a muscle, which is more effective. Um, and number two, he said, medicines affecting my progress, high blood pressure meds, HCTZ, which is a diuretic, uh, potassium pills, and simvistastin, so I guess is another medication. I'm not sure what that is. Um, but I know that the HTZ is a blood pressure medication. I used to be on that. Uh, it was basically a diuretic portion of the blood pressure medication. And he, he puts an asterisk, i got to get off of this SHI star T. <laughs> so, so basically his, we had a high, high level of motivation to get off the, get off the meds. And so I'm going to answer the, answer the two-part two question. Intramuscular, um, by put, injecting it in your muscle, or subcutaneous, putting it into the, under the fat tissue, either one, either entry into the body works perfectly fine. I really don't think one is any better than the other. It actually depends on personal choice and comfort level. Uh, I, I have read that if you carry a lot of adipose in the stomach area, that means you have a lot, a lot of thick fat, in fat in the, in the, in the stomach area, um, then you want to inject in a mu more of a muscle area because the, the ACG needle is very, very small. It's smaller than your pinky finger on most of your hands as far as lengthwise. Therefore, it's got to get through that tissue in order to enter the body. So um, I would choose another spot of the body that's not as, uh, that doesn't have that much fat or adipose on it. But with that said, I don't believe there's any better, better shot either muscle, and I've done both, either in the thigh, in the stomach, in the shoulder, in the hip. It, either way, it all worked perfectly fine. As far as medicines are concerned, this one I have personal experience with. I was on my blood pressure medication at the time that I did the protocol the very first time. As I dropped weight, so did my, so did my blood pressure. When I was continued to take the blood pressure medicine, because my blood pressure dropped so low, that is only the only time I felt weak, weakened, uh, and it felt like I was a little lethargic because basically the, the blood pressure medication was no longer needed and my blood pressure was already going now below normal, which was causing me some side effects. So if you are a person that's on some of these meds, I always recommend, and I'm not a doctor, but I'm going to tell you the smartest thing to do is continue all of your meds as normal until you start feeling some adverse effects. It means that they're working too well, and then you want to seek the advice of your doctor. And if the best news you'll get is your doctor says, what the heck are you doing because you no longer need this stuff anymore. That is the goal that I have for everyone because all, I took blood pressure medication since I was 19 years old to the age of 45. Um, that is over to what, 26, 27 years. And obviously from a man's point of view, there's a lot of research that blood pressure medication will cause me adverse to sexual dysfunction and what kind of, in my later years, and that's the last thing I want. So following this diet and losing the weight is definitely more uh, was more of a, was a better choice than than uh, having to, to having to get get a prescription for Viagra, so or some other source. So with that said, take your meds until you get some sort of evidence that you no longer need the meds, either another blood test, feedback from your doctor, um, or how you feel. I'll tell you, listen to your body, your body will tell you. So a very good question from Carlos. Thank you, Carlos. Lynn asked, phase two, very low-calorie diet phase. I'm having a really hard time trying to stick, to stick with this. How can I stick with it without being hungry? Um, I did the protocol for one and a half weeks, and, and it worked well, 
but then I cheated with a piece of pizza, and I haven't gone back yet. Huge, huge, huge question. This is, I would say, a typical response to adversity on this diet. Now, one, because of the hype about it, and I'm guilty about the hype, but I'm, I'm, it's not hype to me. It's reality. This diet works well. She already she gave you a testimony and said it worked well, but something derailed her to where she decided to sabotage it. We do this a lot to, to ourselves. We self-sabotage when we start getting what we want. And there's only, the, the only way to really, really uh, to, to help to divert some of this negative mind talk, this negative chatter, is that you really have to have a clear goal in mind before you get started. You got to have, we talked about it in the very first call, you got to have a big why you're doing this. There's got to be a reason why you're doing this other than just want to lose weight because that's really not, that's been the same motivator you've had most of your life for most of us that have been on a weight, on a, on a weight management problem or diet. So the fact that it was working for her, but she, was, she said she was hungry. She said, how do you stop from being hungry on a 500-diet diet? She actually didn't say that she was hungry. She assumed she was going to be hungry. And I got a lot of people, they go, how are you going to maintain on a 500-calorie diet? I'm going to starve. And they don't realize that you're really not hungry. Real hunger and phantom hunger, there's a huge difference between the two. And real hunger, your body is going to feel it through lethargy, through the growling of your stomach, through all kinds of, you know when you're starving, and you know when your mind, your subconscious mind is saying, eat that donut, it's going to make you feel better. We all have that sabotage mechanism in, in us, and if you listen to that, that external chatter, it's going to, it can cause you to derail yourself. So I would respond to Lynn by simply saying a few things. I'm going to let Janie chime in on this too, because she's huge about asking me when I'm staring in the cabinet, what are you? What's really bothering you? Or what, are you really hungry? Are you really hungry? Are you really hungry? Are you just you know what's re what's really on your mind? She knows that obviously I'm looking in there because I am an emotional eater. I'm an emotional eater to this day. Yeah. The only point is that I'm cho I'm choosing better choices. I'm choosing my poisons very carefully. So I would say number one, get present. If in fact you think you're hungry and you've been eating the food and you have the right amount of dose of HCG in your system, there's a great chance that this is phantom hunger. This is your subconscious mind playing the tricks on you to stop you from getting to where you want to go. And the only thing is your subconscious mind does not know the difference between the truth or a lie. So the bottom line, the bottom line is that you need to tell your subconscious mind your truth. The bottom line is I'm going to do this protocol, I'm going to lose 40 pounds, whatever your number is, and I'm going to do it easily and successfully, and by the end of this thing I'm going to love, what, love how I look and feel. And that has got to be your daily mantra. If, in fact, that you are on it and you do sabotage yourself, like I said in the very first question, if, in fact, you do this thing and you make a decision that doesn't work, it's not the best one for you at the time, own it. Don't beat yourself up about it. Say, okay, look, I made that choice. This is what happened for making that choice. And get back on track. The only time you fail is when you fail yourself. The only time you fail is when you give up. You don't fail from making a mistake or making a choice. You fail from giving up. You want to share something on this, Jamie? No, I just... If you're gonna if you're gonna cheat, do it powerfully. Oh my gosh, don't just run over and grab somebody's toast. If you're gonna do it, do it and take pride in it. I hope you don't, but if you're gonna do it, stand in it very uh, proudly. Um, also, have a great support system. We have a great support system, and we can be your support system if that's what you need. Uh, that's because our our goal is that you succeed. If you don't succeed, we don't succeed. Um, so get a great support system, one, and hopefully you're a person that will ask for help or say, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I can do this, and ask for help. Great, yeah, and, and if you look at the timing of Lynn's, Lynn's email, it was after the fact. She said basically it worked for a week and a half, and then I basically cheated, and then I gave up, and I haven't gone back. It's after the fact. If she was more like my, my, my friend in the very beginning, um, and asked the question while he was going through it, Caesar, she was more like Caesar and asked the question while she was going through it, she had a high chance that she would have possibly been able to succeed it and gotten past it. And we got 16 minutes left, so I'm going to move this, step this up. We only got one, I think one more question left. Uh, Sedent asks, phase two again, 500 calorie diet, what happens if you fall off the wagon? That's the same one. Well, we just, just did that. We just did that. So, and you have hunger pains. We just talked about that too. Real yeah. hunger pains are real hunger pains. There's no doubt about it. 
and uh, Phantom or Phantom. So what I'm going to do now is hold up the lines. If you know how to raise your hand, I don't know if the, the instructions they give at the very beginning, if it's the pound sign or whatever, if you know how to raise your hand, then raise it, and I'll choose you first, answer, ask a question. Otherwise, I have, the only other choice I have is open up the lines that I have seen, that, I, that I'm showing here. And I mean, I only get to see seven or ten at a time. There could be a hundred people on this call right now, so I forgive me. So if you put up your hand, then you pop to the front of the line, I believe. That's the case. So I'm going to open up the lines. If you have some, if you spark some questions, please just talk, and then we'll just do it in order, and I will... Who's on the line? Who wants to have a question? I hear somebody breathing. I know you're there. That's the funny part. I know you're there. I can see you on the line. Hello. So, hello. Hi, this is Tracy Goffney. I am not a um, participant, participant of this plan just yet, um, and wanted to listen in today to ensure that this was something that I could medically and physically do. Um, are there any side effects pertaining to thyroid. I have had my thyroid removed. I'm currently on a thyroid medication um, that's a really high dosage right now. So I'm wanting to make sure I'm not going to be in any type of jeopardy with this particular Tracy, program. Tracy, what's your area code? I want to drown out everybody because I get in speed, but just give me the first three digits of your area code. 281. Uh, 281, okay. I'm going to silence the other ones for right now just so we can get rid of the feedback. Uh, great question, Tracy. Um, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, obvious question, I've checked with your doctor about this protocol. Um, some doctors are really, some doctors are also becoming new advocates of, of the protocol. Some don't because, obviously, I'm not a doctor. I don't want that liability, but I want to give you my, my personal opinion that I'm also going to refer you to Dr. Simeon's protocol because he also does talk about almost every single major ailment um, and how, how it affects affects the person who has that particular ailment, and especially thyroid, thyroid, you know, either hyper or hypothyroidism or lack thereof. Um, you're probably on, you know, T3 or T4 or both, um, which means basically your metabolism, is, you know, is, is being synthetically operated, if, if you will. But basically, the side, the side effects for HG that, that we've found and that the only ones that have been reported that I can see are usually common things like diarrhea, I mean, constipation, lethargy, uh, mild headaches, appetite, lack of appetite. Um, there's been some feedback uh, about people who have had previous bouts of cancer that, or, or any sort of cancer or, or pre-cancers or prone to cancers that you, don't wanna, you may not want to introduce a hormone into your body because any hormone can actually increase or cause activity with those particular um, ailments. As far as in particular to thyroid, I haven't found any research, and I do a lot of reading and trying to find out everything I can. Obviously, if you're going to try and be an expert in something, you need to, you need to research as much as you possibly can. All I know is that ACG is not a foreign substance, unlike the T4 and T3, which actually works synthetically very well. It is a natural hormone that was already in your body uh, when you had your kids. Um, and uh, I don't know if your thyroid issues were post children or, or while you had your children, but this, you had enough HCG in your system to bring a million babies to full term during the time that you were pregnant. So if, in fact, you had any adverse effects, if you still had the thyroid issue while you had your children, it would have shown up then. Do you have ch children, Tracy? I do. I have twins and a three-year-old, so I have three children. And, and did you have, and, did you have um, uh, the thyroid problem before or during or after the pregnancies? To be quite honest, I think I had it before. It just had not been diagnosed. I was diagnosed with high blood pressure um, and heart palpitations. And, you know, after I got pregnant on my first pregnancy um, was when I found out that I had the Graves' disease and, you know, basically had to get the thyroid removed. It was going up and down constantly. Right. Right. Well, I, I would absolutely talk to your doctor before you would start on this. And one other thing, I don't know how long you've been with your doctor, but for, for me, doctors are not God. So um, ask a lot of questions. If he says, no, I don't think that you should be doing this, ask him why. I'd be curious. Why? Yeah. And give me some documentation on why this is not good. And because yeah. some, some, some doctors just, just, just out of uh, ego, if they don't know enough about the protocol or haven't read about it or don't have an answer, the answer is no versus let me just check into it and right. see. 
Um, so, and also you have to go with your own instincts. I mean, at some, at some point you have to go with what you really feel is going to be best. Because you said you had your first child that was diagnosed, then you had another child, at which I'm, and, and if you, any, if you did research, I, on my website I provide a lot of information about this hormone, how it, how it functions, where it comes from, the whole nine yards, and you'll read for yourself that the amount of HCG that you had in your system is, I mean, a hundred million times the amount of the HCG that's being used as, as, as a weight loss. Um, the HCG basically, you know, regardless of you, if you chose to be malnourished or fully nourished, that it's there, the reason, the brilliance of the mechanism of ACG is to feed your fetus and make sure that it gets all the nutrients it needs, regardless of what you're doing with yourself. And that's the, one of the primary functions of ACG in the body, to make sure that it's basically to nourish the fetus by using your, your, your excess stored fat as, as a source of energy and nutrients. So with that said, um, I really urge you to read Dr. Simmons' protocol because I think he did a brilliant job of addressing a lot of medical issues that most people wouldn't just do. But that, that's why I thought was so brilliant about it because of the, the, I was I was reading about the diabetes issue because of the fact that my family's got you know mostly history, history of, of diabetes died off from my diabetes. I was pre-diabetic myself. I wanted to know, and I got a lot of diabetics that that want to you know want to figure out a way to get out that insulin or or on, the, on their way to being insulin dependent and, and just being told by the doctor, if you lose 40 pounds, we can stop the madness. Well, it's not easy to lose 40 pounds through the traditional method. So definitely check with your doctor and do a lot of praying about it, and then whatever answer you come up with, you come up with. And, and Tracy, I, I have not had my thyroid removed, but I am on thyroid medicines as well. So I don't know if that helps you or not, but my doctor is, is a, she's four, um, ACG. So she's like, go on it. Yeah, she's an endo endocrinologist, and they, um, yeah, I mean, she basically deals with you know hormones, hormones. and eight, the anti-aging process, and she's an avid avid fan of the ACG product. Anti-aging. So, Wonderful. just if that helps, I hope that helps. Thank you. Did it help? Yes, it did. Thank you very much. All right, I didn't want to hang up. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna open. I'm gonna open it up again um, for the lines. Because I don't see any hands up, so I'm not sure if you know how to do it. So I'm going to open up the lines. Um, any other questions out there? Input or feedback? Oh. Hi. Mm-hmm. Who's this? My name is Elaine. Elaine, what's your area code? My area code is two one five. Three, one, five. Great. Okay. I'm going to mute out the other lines so I can hear you. All right. So go ahead, Elaine. Uh, yes. I, you spoke with my husband, Marty. I'm Elaine. I'm the diabetic wife, and uh, I just heard what you said about diabetes, and I'm uh, very excited about getting started uh, because I do need to lose 40 pounds. But uh, oh. my question is, per meal, how many ounces is a meat portion? Or are you going by calories? It would be easier. Well, actually, that's a really good question because it's actually both. Um, in the, uh, on, the, on the website, there's a protocol. They have the Simeon protocol and they have the clinic protocol, which I think is very, very cool because it has a food chart because not all proteins weigh the same for the same amount of calories. And the goal is that you want to consume about 150 calories of protein per meal um, Throughout the day, so basically 300, 300 of your 500 calorie is going to be protein, um, but not all proteins weigh out to be the same amount of ounces. So the original the original um, Simeon protocol went straight across the board, and so did Kevin Trudeau went straight across the board saying three and a half ounces of protein, which means that if you had a three and a half ounces of scallops, you'd be well below the minimum protein requirement for for you to be taking in for the protocol. So that's why some people, you know, depending on your size and your energy level, may feel hungry because they're not getting enough protein. And protein deficiency will cause you to, to either uh, plateau or not lose weight. So, uh, and, be, and be tired, Janie said. So bottom line is, is that uh, the chart on the website tells you basically, actually meat, steak happens to be the heaviest one. It's actually a little less than three and a half ounces to get to 150 calories. But you'll be pleasantly surprised that all the other ones, the tilapia, the turkey, the chicken, you can actually have considerably more protein in your meals and still stay within that 150-calorie 
Mark, which means, which hence, if you look at our our dishes that we put on Facebook and on YouTube and that kind of stuff, and it looks like our plate is full of food, is because we're following, we're having the maximum amount of protein within the guidelines of the pro, of protocol, staying within the 500 calories, but have a ton of food to eat, and we're losing a lot of weight. And that's some of the changes that we put out in the book because we really thought that was hugely important because of the fact that some people were actually um, not eating enough food. And that's why I say that, that after 65 years, sometimes you have to look at the protocol common sense-wise and, and scientifically and go, what doesn't work anymore, what doesn't apply, and see if you can improve it. And that's what we, well, that's what we think we've done. So, but I'm a little confused on how I measure calories for meat. I'm so used to well, no, you, what you do basically is follow the chart and just measure, measure the, you have to have a food scale. It's, almost, yeah, it's absolutely necessary for this, this protocol. But you measure each protein based on the amount of ounces it tells you is allowable for 150 calories. So the chart's going to tell you that tilapia, to have 100, which is a fish, basically, to have 150 calories, you need five and a half ounces. Okay. I saw that. I read it. I read it. Okay. All right, okay, so you don't go by don't all if you if you measure the if you measure the ounces per each protein correctly, you'll always be at 150 calories. And you measure it before you prepare it. And you measure it in this raw state. So that makes sense. Yes, it makes sense. And I'll be cooking for there'll be three of us. We have our own support system within our family. It, Beautiful. I, I'll have to cook it all separately, or I guess. Very no, absolutely not. You, you can cook it all. You can cook all together. So we, I, I made the dishes, but on the protocol, I usually cook one on the protocol. I don't know what happens to me, but I usually cook on the protocol. Love it. <laughs> Jane loves it. But I would just double the portions. So if it was three and a half ounces, I'd put seven ounces. If it was six ounces, I'd have 12 ounces of chicken in the skillet if I'm making a saute or whatever the case may be. Um, so you put three, but you just have to be kind of careful. Like if it's like something like something you can count out, like shrimp or scallops or what have you, you want to try to have the same even count for everybody. So one person's not getting more than the other when you cook for three. Um, but when it comes to like when it comes to like chicken breast, if you're cooking chicken breast, and you, or you, but you, you, those you can separate. But ground turkey, for example, if you're making a dish like we made a a um, taco salad, a taco salad with ground turkey, we had to kind of eyeball, eyeball it, it um, right. and. You know, and try, or you can actually weigh it cooked at that point and make sure everybody gets the same amount of portions. Okay, yeah. All right. That, that makes sense? Great. Awesome. Congratulations. And I'm, I tell you, when it comes to diabetics, it's really important that you guys give us the feedback because there's a lot. I mean, you know, the, the book, you know, the por, you know, portion of the proceeds is going to the American Heart Association and the American Diabetes Association because of my parents. You know, my father died of diabetes. My mother died of a heart attack. My Jamie's father died last year of a heart attack. So we really want to support these causes and get and find a cure for these causes. So it's really important that those of you that, that share this disease, i got two minutes left. i get my watch clock, my clock watcher just told me. Um, it's really, the, your feedback is, is, is hugely important because your real-life case studies of how it improves your life and improves your blood sugar and everything else. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. All right, we have uh, two more minutes for a real quick question for you guys. Anybody out, out there on, on, undoing the lines again? Thank you so much for your questions, by the way. Uh, anyone else out there to have a question or that, that, that some of this conversation has sparked or, or any of the previous um, questions from other some of the readers out there? Hello? Hi. Hi. Um, I have a question. Yeah, what's your name? What's your name? Right, say it again. Patricia. No. Patricia, go ahead. You got one minute, and it's going to take away quickly. Hey, so let's try and help. I know you said okay. I know you said it was all right to um, to work out um, while you're on a protocol. Is it okay to work out for two hours? No. No. A day? Yes. No. 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 That would be considered extraneous exercise. Three hours. Now, if you're talking about an hour in the morning and an hour at night and an hour in the afternoon, that's still. 90 seconds. That still would be excessive, um, but I definitely not not on this kind of calorie diet. I do not recommend that excessive of a workout. No, I, I don't care if you're, if you're a marathon runner, then maybe, but that is still too much because you're gonna you're gonna feel weak and you're gonna feel hungry, which may cause you to break the diet. So a big negatory on three hours. Okay. All right, you guys. Thanks so much. We only have like 30 seconds. I gotta tell you that I love the input. I love. 
And thank you all for letting me speak today. And I thank Jamie, my muse, and my wife and my support group to, to be here on the call with us. Um, this has been a team effort from day one, so I'm so glad she's here on the call. And you guys, email me, give me some feedback, whatever you, you know, what you thought about the call, if there's some things you want us to add, because every week I try to come up with some, something that I think is going to be good content. And I really, you know, this one, having Jamie here was because one of the readers, one of the listeners actually recommended it, and I thought it was a great idea. So please help me come up with some of these shows so I know exactly what you want because I'm here, to, I'm here for you. I'm here to serve. So with that said, God bless you. Thanks so much for being here, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye.